BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Misfit Toys. Hey. 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 I'm going to give you two honks for your birthday. I was driving down the street and I go, I need to do the opening to the podcast. By the way, if you listen to Portland, you're going to keep listening. If you live in Portland. And I didn't do the opening, so I pulled over under a tree here on Crescent Heights. Sometimes you can just pull over, find like a really beautiful spot. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay, so here we go. Port Toronto, I had to cancel both of my dates because of 10-year-old Tom, just so you know. Um, so I'm not going to be coming to Toronto in August now, but I'm going to reschedule. And I'm going to be in Portland now the uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th of August. Portland Helium, 4th, 5th, 6th of August. So that's cool. And there's not that much to say today, you know, uh, except for that. Now you know that. Still coming to Vermont in October with Cam Gavinsky. By the way, Typewriter Dynasty... If you were there and you're a podcast listener, which I forgot to ask, how much fun was that? Right? It was really a lot of fun. So, there's one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, so today was in, uh, well, uh, Robbie, uh, as a Raza, 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 Raza. <laughs> I've known Robbie forever. He used to be Alex Murray, my manager's uh, assistant a few years back. And uh, he has somebody that he works with now. He's at a different management company. I think a management company. And his name is Rob Donahue. And he is our guest on the show today. Now, I knew he was funny because I checked out a lot of his content. And you should, too. If you listen to his song that we play today, you'll know his uh, where, to, where to go find him on Twitter or TikTok and Instagram or Instagram and TikTok. But he's got really funny. He does... Uh, 
comedy was as he does the dishes. And it's just great. They're really funny ideas. He's funny. But besides that, he was just great. Good energy, as I always say, when people have a good energy. Easy to be around. We'll be excited to get him back real soon. Crank the silliness up another level. You know, uh, so today was a, uh, I had a really good time and you'll find out who else was there. All right. So we got everything here. Jason in Pittsburgh, you're good. Oh, you thought I forgot about you. Joe McKenzie thought I forgot about him. And out of all weeks that I'm going to be in Portland, Joe McKenzie, Jingle Joe, Joe McKenzie is going to be at a music festival. But Cam will be with me, and we're hoping we can't get Jingle Joe, but we're going to try to get Gingle Glenn. All right. Well, we're now going to join the Todd Glass Show. Already in progress. Every week I get the same thing. Are you recording? That's the thing about Aristotle being here. He starts it before I'm ready, which is good. Because all every week, I'm going to take about three minutes, set the scene, and then it's going to be all of us. But every week it's the same thing. I go onto my phone. For some reason, between when I record this podcast and then when I drop it, there's something else I want to say. So I get on my phone, I throw to the show. And I go, you now join the Todd Glass show already in progress. And this is what you're hearing. So Aristotle is here. That's not, that's not an everyday occurrence. Aristotle, why don't you put your mic over all the way down there. Oh, I hope that wire lays nicely. Otherwise, it's going to drive me crazy. Um, wow. Nice. Hi, Aristotle. Hello. And I'll tell you something right now, Dan. Yeah. You're not going to be waiting long. Because I go to other podcasts and they make you wait. I shortened it up. I go, I don't want to fucking wait. I'm not sitting over here while you two talk. I didn't drive here to watch a 15-minute opening. So, this is the opening of the show. Um, Rob, Ezra, 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 what's your last, say your name. Ezraadi. Ezraadi. Used to be. I, every week I set the scene. I want the listening audience, they know what this place looks like. They know where we're at. They're listening right now. They hear it. They know where we're at. But Rob uh, used to be my manager's assistant. And he's a great guy. And he's here. And he is sitting in on the show over on the sofa. That's why I like having sofas now and chairs. So Rob is here. So it's great. And then um, Aristotle. Hi. Hello. Hey, oh, don't you usually do that? Isn't that your big tag phrase? It's not really. <laughs> yeah. You go, don't you usually go, bark, 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 bark. Yeah. You've been doing that for years. Our listeners love it. They come to my live show and they do that while I'm performing. It's great. <laughs> so we're going to open the show, but I'm going to compliment you. And then we're going to play the opening. And then we'll come back. But I watched, uh, um, I, I, I relax when I'm in the room if I think someone thinks I'm funny. So I thought, why wouldn't anybody else? So I, re- I, I looked at one of the TikToks that Rob sent me uh, about a month and a half ago. Today I really, re- I know it's hard to take compliments. But you know what? It's better than just, you know what? Yeah, we'll turn the light on. <laughs> nah, that's uncomfortable. Now I'm ready, yeah. He's fucking so funny. And let me tell you something else. I looked at enough of them to know you also you're you're not socially backwards. 
You know what I mean? Like when a comedian uses one word and you're like, oh, I can't like him past that word, whatever it is. Or, but like it's very, it's, I really liked it. And it gives me, and, it, and every time I get happy about comedy being in a good place, I, somehow I turn it into anger. So <laughs> when I think of comedian, you know, anybody who's not around the scene, anybody who gets older, older could be 30. They're not around. So they have a prediction. They go, oh, comedy's not what it used to be because you don't know what you're talking about. So when I see someone funny, I'm happy, and then I go, I, I, what, the, what the fuck do you think this is, you pile of shit? Go die, you're over 40. <laughs> oh, so, you're talking to yourself there. What? You're talking to yourself when well, you Well, it's funny, like no, because mentally, I'm right. not. I don't, I don't adhere. You have an age you're born with, and that's just your age, you can't. But you have an age of where you could be. That's your choice. Some people totally. choose it to match their own age or further. You know, I'm 40, but I have the mindset of an 80-year-old. So um, I really thought it was very funny. Re I mean, a lot of fun. Matter of fact, do you have the one drop? We're going to make this a drop on the show because oh, I great. love it. A drop means I just get addicted to it for like a month. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like it says Daniel Drop. Uh, well. Maybe it's, it's from, from TikTok. But the one that we put today. Yeah. Because we didn't, I don't think we called it Drop. Okay, so put, yeah, when we put, not as intro. Some parents will be super harsh and neglectful of their kids and then take credit for toughening them up. They'll go, we taught our kids to overcome adversity. And it's like, it doesn't count if you were the adversity. <laughs> Thank you. I love hearing it distorted in the beginning part. because Well, because like there was too hell. much reverb. Play it again. This is what happened. <laughs> I try to make it sound good. Some parents will be super harsh and neglectful of their kids and then take credit for toughening them up. They'll go, we taught our kids to overcome adversity. Hold on. Let's play it again, but get a good drop after it. <laughs> what do we have afterwards? Like, we play it and then boom, we come in with... How about the opening to the show? That's, that's you son of a bitch. So you're going to be able to... We'll play that and then I'll go, it's the Todd Glass Show. Boom. With Daniel Donahue. Dan Donahue. Either one. Either one. Either one. Thank Either you. Either one. Here we go. Some parents will be super harsh and neglectful of their kids and then take credit for toughening them up. They'll go, we taught our kids to overcome adversity. And it's like, it doesn't count if you were the adversity. It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. We're ready to go. Aw, shut the fuck up! There's a barn, what a barn, only funny people go there. I like it louder. And they do a little show there, it was voted number one there. Oh, there's music wow. and silly dancing and a lot of podcast people. A lot of people go, oh, the Todd Glass Show, it's not what it used to be. But even those people, this is just what I'm hearing. They're going, have you listened to the Todd Glass Show lately? Because it's, it's fucking back. Oh, yeah. I'm not shitting around anymore. Bubbles, lights, and smoke. When they hear Todd Glass do the intro, everybody's ready for the show. They want to hear their favorite Thank you, Aristotle. Do the bits they love the best. Well, I love this everyone. Then they hear a rumble on the drums. When that happy moment oh, right. our drummer comes, got hit by a bus. All the joy the show will bring. For miles around, you'll hear them sing. Wow. It's fun. You 
got to admit my show's fun. I can't imagine. It's the Todd Glass Show. Pause it for one second. Broadcasting. Joe gets mad when I talk over the song. He makes all this music for yeah. the show, and I talk during it, and he's absolutely right. But he's okay with you pausing and talking in between it. I hope. He's a man of interesting taste. Maybe we though. should call him. <laughs> if you, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put this on you, Dan. Yeah. You remember later in the show sure. to go, hey, let's call uh, Joe McKenzie. Joe McKenzie. That's on you. Now, uh, here's the deal. I won't remember, most likely, if you forget. Sure. You know what I'll remember? What do you remember? Laying in bed tonight. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, we never ended up calling. Right. So you have your, 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 uh, your uh, ma- ma- well, I don't know what you, you said uh, slave. Um, no, I don't <laughs> like that joke. I could do better than that. Anyway. Um, so what are we talking about? Calling, uh, calling oh, yeah. Joe McKenzie. So 10 minutes, we're going to go, Joe, I know you don't like when I talk over your song, but do you mind if I pause it? We'll find out. out if you remember. Okay. It's almost over. It's the Todd Show. Chris Hardwick sounds the alarm. What he did to us. It's the Todd Show. Nothing. Comedy bits that we cheat. Thank you. Joe's going to find out. If we're going to find out, does he mind this? I saw Chris Hardwick once on the plane, and he... You know what? He went right along with the bit, and I loved it. I walked by him on the plane. It's sad. I was in first class, and he wasn't. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other way around. And uh, I walked by him, and he goes, Todd, I'm not shitting around. I want more jingles. Because we used to have a joke. I don't like the jingles. Chris Hardwick wants jingles. So saw me, Todd, I'm not shitting around. More jingles. I thought it was sad that he listens to the show. I mean, he should be doing other things. All right, let's bring it up. Listening to the Todd Glass Show, because the gang's all here. Wow, I'm going to sing along. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. It's alive. La, 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 when you start big like this, is that the energy of the whole show? Every week I say the same thing. Absolutely not. I wouldn't want a show like that. You start big, but then you can bring them down. You bring it down. Shh. So you can start talking. Don't we have an intro for him? And then you start the show. This is the start of the show. That's all bullshit. Other shows, no offense, hold on. They go, okay, that's our show. Tuss, that's like shit what I just did. Right, that's you hate diarrhea. It. Right. There you go. Listen to it if you want, but if you don't want now, that's the pre-show. Some people don't listen to it, and I'm not offended. They go, I just go right on the mile mark. It says eight, eight minutes in, Todd starts. This will be this. So they can't complain. They can't go, I don't like that opening he did. That's your, you listen to it. Why didn't you start listening to the show? And it gives me a lot of freedom in that opening to go, no, no, this is you're, you're, you're just being a dick. Because you, in the opening of every single goddamn show, it goes, today's show starts 13 minutes in, 8 minutes in, 28 minutes in. This, this show, it says, what will it say on the Aristotle? Roughly, because then I do the opening. Uh, 13-ish. All right, this is the way the show starts. Here we go. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue. I like it. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue. Wow. At Not Bad Dan on TikTok and Instagram, but on Twitter it's at Not Bad Don. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue. 
Do me a favor. Can you play it from the beginning again? Yeah. Not to be rude. I would like that, too. No, I know. It's okay. Just, yeah. I, I, it's hard to see if you got all the facts right. Sure, sure. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Acting like I'm at not bad Dan on TikTok and Instagram, but on Twitter it's at not bad Don. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel. Excuse me, and I don't mean to be rude. Play it again from the top. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Joe puts ask. a lot of work into these I was things. Just because yeah. he can't see that we're sitting here making silly faces at each other. Right. I'm bearing my soul. That's what me and Joe were doing. Joe, Dan. The amount of research alone that went into that right? is astounding. And then me and you were in the room making funny faces at yeah, each other. Yeah, like, like, it's, like it's not art. Like it's not beautiful. You know what? I'm going to extend the show, yeah. the, the cold opening. Sure. We're not even including this in the show. We're going to start over. And I'm going to stretch out the cold opening by asking you one more question. Yeah, please. Truth. Oh, I knew it's, Ooh, it comes in handy. Truth. Fuck? I genuinely care about this. Okay. Oh, this is part of the cold opening. On your, you, you do one shot where you're doing, and then you deliver the punchline while you're, right? I, it's Putting the dish away. Putting yeah. the dish. So did you come to that conclusion, or did you, and, and, uh, or did you, for a reason? Uh, it, yeah, I guess because I thought, like, I was delivering jokes directly into camera, and I'm like, no one wants, like, you're staring directly at it. It's too much pressure on the person watching it. So I'm like, how do you take pressure off of people watching this video? And I go, oh, do something mundane so it's just like you're having a conversation in the kitchen. Can I tell you something? Yeah, please. That's what I thought. <laughs> I did. I swear to God. And I'll yeah. tell you what, we, we think alike because I just did, like, six. I wanted to have, like, for TikTok, random things I have. They're not form jokes yet, but it's a funny concept. Totally. Something like, uh, you know, if it's as simple as, you know, uh, so far, every company that's tried to double stuff something has been successful. Oreos, Reese's Cups. So my question is, do you Pop-Tart? And then I go on for like that's 60 right. seconds. So we did those. But uh, my friend that was helping me goes, why don't we just do it on the podcast instead of up there like you're at the stage? You act like you're talking to somebody. He goes, and you know what? As a joke, I'll pan over a lot and there's nobody there. Right. But it, it did. It gave me comfortability that's to not perfect. be looking at the camera. Right. To just sort of be. And I put my headphones on and I was like, and it made me. What did, oh yeah, I, what do you got? Yeah, now listen, normally I wouldn't do it this way, but sometimes, you, don't you have the bell? Be aggressive with the bell. The, I like to have control over the sound, but sometimes I have the sound down and he wants to do a drop. Right. So what I always like to know, and don't be shy, Aristotle, because I, I'm serious, like I want to know what it was. What would have been the drop if I didn't have the sound down? It would have, it actually Take us back to what uh, we were talking about, we'll repeat it, and you can do your drop. We'll do it again. We'll it do it again, perfect. It was back to Daniel. Uh, talking about how you came up with the idea to like go to with something mundane. Great. Okay. So, bing bang, set it up. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I know I didn't do my part in that bit. No. Yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, one <laughs> okay. Of I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll commit. Thank Let you. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. And by the way, truth. Ah! Oh, man. Already. I knew it would come in handy. What the fuck? So, <laughs> um, I really do want to know the answer to this. So, sure. I notice on the TikToks that you do. Um, that you're, you, you're, you tell the setup of the joke, and then when you do the joke, you're washing the dishes? Yeah, yeah, it's set, a premise set a punchline, it's all three frames. Oh. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, that's not bad, Dan, on TikTok and Instagram, but on Twitter, it's at not bad, Don. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel, Daniel Donahue, Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue.
Thank you. So back to um, yeah. Okay, so you do, so so I even if it, even if you told me, I'll be honest, I don't remember. You don't remember. So it's why okay. do you do it? Oh, to take the attention off. Take the attention right. away. Yeah, so it's not pressure on the person watching right. it. Right, great, yeah. great, great. There, seriously, they were like I I was. I was very addicted to once I started getting into them, and uh, I, I love them. They're great. It's such that. a great idea, and it's so it's such a clean, simple, yeah. but uh, it's just comforting. You know, it's very it's very uh, calming. And I have to funny. say, I, I started doing them like a year and a half ago, and the one thing I love about it is it gets your brain into joke mode, which I never really like. I never had to write for anything except stand up, which is why I was doing. It. So like just little joke. It's the fun. It's the most fun thing. Yeah, it's frivolous, and there's nothing. Go, it's nice. And it lets you, you know, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. During the pandemic, I was a little disappointed in a lot of even people that I love that they weren't taking advantage of. Look, the best thing about doing stand-up is the audience, obviously. I'm not someone that doesn't. I'll manipulate my show. Even as I get older, I know I can't manipulate my show to where it's something I don't want to do. That I won't do anymore. In the old days, oh, this crowd sucks. I'll start doing this joke. They like it. I can't do that anymore. Sure. But I can still change the order, tighten it up up front before they get to know me, before I get too silly. I don't mind doing that. But no doubt, it's sometimes part about comedy that can, be, that can suck because you have to ignore the pulse of some audiences. I don't think you should ignore the pulse of all people. No. Sometimes the outcry is right. Sometimes I learn, I educate myself, I change my views happily. But sometimes you have to ignore the pulse of an audience. Well, during the pandemic was an opportunity that we had no choice. So use your podcast instincts and do your stand-up. Do you ever do, are we stopping this podcast right now and going, oh God, I don't know what's funny. We have no one here. We know what's funny. Right. We're sitting across from each other. We know what's funny. So do your stand-up with podcast instincts. And I wish... When the years rode by that this could have been said, and I know a few people did different things, but here's what I wish could have been said. Do you know I hate to say it, but just artistically? Remember, no one could say this because no one did it. I had fun with it. Um, but you can't say, you know what, the one thing that artistically, I hate to, I know the, the pandemic was a horrible thing, but seeing a lot of comedians drop their specials with no audience and just trust their sort of sensibility, it was pretty fun. Pretty cool. I said I should return to clubs and go, can I tell you something, what I did, folks? And I only have my own sensibility. Sometimes at a club, you, you're having a good time, you're having a ball, but somebody in the front where they're not enjoying it, and, I, and it affects me. And I, Do you want to see the show I would do if nobody was here? And then do it. Yeah. And don't let it. It's sort of an excuse to do it. It says, you chose this. Yeah, I mean, in the longer that you've been doing it, I feel like the more you're just aggregating information. So it's like maybe when you first start, you don't have that kind of knowledge, right? When you first start, you're dealing with like the three or four audiences you've seen already. But when you've been doing it for a while, it's like that's why I love when comedians have been doing stand-up for a long time. And then they do one of those specials because it's like this is just like the aggregate of all this information just being put in this pure thing without an audience really needing to be there. Right. It's, it's fun. I mean, I love an audience, but like just Me yeah, right. the art of it. It's and it like, gives you an outlet and it's very stand upish, obviously. I mean, it's perfect for stand up for bits chopped totally. up and, uh, and it doesn't leave you when you can't see, I think something good definitely can come out of also is sort of, even if you didn't do it with this in mind, you know, even if what I'm saying about it, you go, yeah, I guess that is true. Sure. It it doesn't um 
it gives you a way to express yourself stand-up wise, even if maybe if you're not getting out as much as you want to. You can still do stand-up. You know, you can find creative ways to do it. I see a lot of comedians doing it. Yeah. Uh, but some find really creative ways that you're like, just sometimes like the idea alone, like once I saw the idea alone, like when I watched the first one, I liked it. I'm like, oh, this is great. Then you just hope the guy's funny. Right. You know, yeah. you're like, the idea is great, but will he be funny? I watch five or six of them before I can relax, and you're not going to say retarded. Right. And I'm going to have to go, oh, God <laughs> damn it. Oh, do that again. You're not going to say retarded. Oh, oh, I like that one. You're not going to say retarded. Oh, shit. And then when I got to that point, I relaxed, and I was, like, binge-watching them. I was like, they're really great. They're really, uh, and, and it lets you do fucking stand-up, even if you can't get out. A hundred percent. It lets me do, honestly, like, it lets me refine and tighten ideas that before, like, when you're on stage, you have all these, like, little crutches and tricks with jokes, which are great. Like, those are, that's the fun thing about it, is, like, you can add something or an intonation they can make someone laugh, but it breaks it down to a point where you just can't do that. It, it, it's like how I feel with the old school SNL writers and stuff, where they would just write a thousand jokes a year and stuff. Those are the guys that I really liked growing up, a- along with like alt comedy. But it's like those guys I really revered because I was like, th- just getting your joke brain going is yeah. so important. Where did you? Where do you? Where did you grow up? Okay, like Buzzards Bay in Massachusetts. And then what? when did you start doing stand-up? Like how many years ago? I, I like six years ago. Wow. Five, six years ago. Yeah. See, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you you know, like you, you, uh, you know, it gives me, like, you know, there's so much to talk about that hasn't been talked about. Oh, my and God, And when people yeah. say... Oh, everything's been talked about. First of all, you can talk about even things that have been talked about it and do it amazingly. You could also do it shitty. But that's of course. But there's also things that haven't been talked about. And you like, you know, and it's more honest comedy gets. That's what, you know, and more. So I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, comedy's great. It re- really made me feel. I saw the same thing when I saw Mike um Mike Longfellow. Oh Michael, yeah, Michael, Michael Longfellow. Longfellow one of the Same thing when guys. I saw him. I'm like, oh, comedy is just what I thought it was. Yes. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's better. And you know what I thought about? Whenever comedians say like, oh, comedy's not what it's gonna, you know, not what it used to be. I think they care about their period of doing comedy, not comedy as a, as an entity from the from beginning of conception till now. So they go, oh, they'll never. It's not. But I had a, someone said something last night that I totally related to, to music, and I, I was, like, so excited. My friend Chad, he goes, you think of, I have, he goes, look, maybe I'm just saying it because it fits my narrative, but I think of Mozart was around today, not begrudgingly, but listening to music. Like, it was all being fed. Everything's being done. There's 100 people working to put things in front of him. There's some stuff he would be so fucking excited about. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I said, I thought the same thing about Richard Pryor. Like if he came around and he goes, it's not disrespectful to him. They rode on your shoulders. If you said Richard, like let's say after he's dead, you're able to talk to him. Comedy kept getting better and better. Now, some people don't think it is. I think it is. So if I said it to him, I think he'd go, oh, good. I was hoping it would. Of course, that's what you'd say. Right. But if you care about your chunk of comedy, yeah, you'd like to believe. But someone that really cares about comedy outside of them would hope that it got better and better. Musicians would go, oh, would I have loved to play this guitar? Or, you know, don't tell me Beethoven isn't going to go over to some fucking newfangled keyboard 
and just fucking find something cool about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it, it's that, and it's also, like, if you want to make the narrative comedy is getting worse, you can be. It, it's the same thing with everything. Like, if you want to make the narrative that, like, this political group is bad, you can find the media for it now because there's just endless footage that you can call through. So if you want to be like, oh, comedy is bad, you can easily make that narrative because you can find a video of probably someone who's, right. like, too early into stand-up, bombing horribly, and you're like, this is what I'll... And it's like... No, the, no, I mean, there's really you, that's funny why, people. And exactly what you just said is why, and I've said it a million times, I'll say it a million more, I don't feel there's enough people saying it on this side. That's why Steve Allen, when I was a young comic, was saying, oh, comedy is this, comedy is that, because you don't know what's going on. Right. You don't know what's going on. And what, what, what was the point that you just said about, um, you can fit your narrative. Yes. So he would see the, com but he didn't really know outside of what he would, they would show on television. Right. Back then there was a lot of... Uh, uh, Deaf Comedy Jam on television. That was the and, best. Uh, and uh, it didn't represent uh, comedy at its best yeah. um, for any uh, group of comedians. And that's all he watched. And by the way, in there, there were some fucking great comedians. I mean, the performances that you saw. I, when, I, when I see some of that, like, if, if you look at... Um, who's the guy on 30 Rock? I mean, the funniest... Uh, oh, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. When you see his thing, it's like, this is... This is not only alt comedy. This is like essentially the pinnacle of alt comedy, where it's quote unquote alt comedy that works in different rooms. Right. Like, he's coming up with his shirt up over his stomach, and he's doing clowning. He's straight up doing clowning at Def Comedy and crushing. It's incredible to watch, and you're like, oh, this, like you can just take a, a seat of that and just put it in your right. pocket and take it with you because it's so important. Exactly. I'm with you. And, and, and if you watch that show, because it sounded like I was shitting on that show, and I'm saying, no, really, the same thing with anything. You have to watch, to know what's going on in an ear, you have to be watching it a lot. You have to go out there. You have to go out there. There's no shame. You know, you want, you want to look like you're not losing it as an agent to music or comedy or anything. You want to look like you're not losing it, and you have no time to go out and check out new talent. Right. But you still want to not look like you're delusional. Try this. When somebody asks you, if you haven't been out to see good music or comedy, Four days a week at least for three days a week. How about that? Three days a week. Three days a week. Three days a week every fucking week pretty much. How about this? That maybe is in the gray area. So I'm trying to set up fairness. That's in the gray area. Right. Okay, you're still going out. If you're going out twice. How about, I know friends of mine that haven't seen, I've said this on the show before, that's what I should call the show, that have not been out to see new comedy or music. Literally, not like I'm going, well, they don't go out at all. They go, oh, I go out once a month. You go, ah, that's not. No, literally, in the honest sense of the word, in 25 years. Wow. But they still give an opinion on it. What's, what's the crime in going, hey, what do you think of Comedy Day to go, you know what? I probably shouldn't talk because I really don't know. I don't go out to see shows it, anymore. I watch yeah. what's put in front of me, but I don't really bathe in it to get, because every year of comedy, most things suck. Right. It's just the way life is. Most music sucks, and that's why the good is the oh, good. Yeah. So if you're not bathing in it, I understand why you think it's not good. There's a lot of crap out there, but that's every fucking year. Totally. Every generation. It's the same thing as like people from back home where I'm from going like, Oh, LA is a war zone. And it's you you've never left like Rochester, Massachusetts. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, it's that 
sort of idea where if you go back on like the top, ten, it's one of the funniest things you can do. If you go back on like the top ten chart for music in like the seventies, sixties, fifties, because we're only hearing like the absolute best of the best, That's... cream of the crop. But if you look at the top ten, you can find a song where you're like, oh, what's that song? And you listen to it. It's the worst song. But there's always shitty music. Yeah, it's so bad. It's, right. It's called like like Pootie Baby, and it's just like a weird trying to be catchy jingle. And it's I had awful. that same thought that when you go you go on YouTube, you can go back and easily find. Yeah, that's why the good music was respected. It wasn't the masses. There was oh, yeah. great music of that era, but there's still great music. You oh, just yeah. got to be bathing in it. Okay, now listen. I'm going to say, and then we'll move on so All I don't right. get too political, social. I'm at the point when, because I've said this on the show before, if this encompasses what we're talking about. Yes. Kids are getting dumber. Comedy's not what it used to be. Music is what it used to be. Sometimes I'll hear somebody on TikTok and this guy just talks about, his name is Elliot West. I like a lot of the TikToks that he has. Because mm -hmm. he fucking says things clean and I think pretty precise. And just like, I don't have to argue what's on the plate. That's the way I took out of this. Like, in other words, okay. there's, there, there, there's a history of whether it's uh, picking up your dog shit or gay marriage. Or the Redskins or don't use straws. Or veganism. Or trans, trans uh, people transitioning. It's all the same. Right. One thing it has in common. There's a group of people that say, leave it the way it is, and let's even go back. There's a people go, no, 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 let's There's a history of that, and we know which one rides the storm of... We yeah. know the one, almost unequivocally, the, the, the side that goes, oh, give this group what they're asking for. You never look foolish. Did you always have that sensibility? As I saw mistakes that I saw comedians make and the damage and the carnage they leave behind. Yeah. Comedians are dangerous creatures, especially when they're funny. Someone, oh, yeah. Sometimes I have friends and I think they're funny in their bones. My friend goes, you think they're funny? I go, yeah, I think they're really funny. That's why they're so goddamn dangerous with their wrong social views. Right. You're, a, you're just a menace to society when you're funny and you're wrong about social views. <sighs> That's dangerous. That's fucking dangerous. And even if I could list a comedian that you might disagree with, we all know there's at least somebody right now. You pick them. I'll put the onus on you. You pick who's the loudest right now. And so I'm talking to the audience that's listening or anybody. Put this out there because you, you can't say I don't want to pick somebody. You know the way history writes itself. That years later, 20, 30, gets quicker and quicker now. Ten years from now, five even... There's going to be some comedians that go, even the least of the woke, whatever they want to call it, will go, Ugh. Right. Who is it? Who's the loudest right now? And, and, and just dead motherfucking wrong. Guess what? Take care of yourself. Eat well, because we're going to live to find out. And I want to shove it in their fucking face. <laughs> it's like if you're really loud about... At the wrong time, I can't believe that Italians would marry Jews. Even the most uneducated people with the least tolerance are going to go, oh, I don't really give a shit about that anymore. That's where we're going to be. And it's so funny that, like, you know, 70 years ago, someone would be like, no, he's got a point. Listen well, to of him. Of course. <laughs> now, but even the less, even people that don't understand non-binary, we all get to the point where we're like, man, I don't give a shit about that. So anyway, right. I don't want to argue with anyone. Ten-year-old Tom got oh, season two. Thank do you. da, do da. Ten-year-old Tom got season two. Oh, do da day. Principal taught class. 
top build in the cast. Ten-year-old Tom got season two. Oh, do not day. All right, listen. So, uh, if if I argue what's on the plate, you know, I just list. It's the same thing. It's like every plate has one commonality. If I decide to chew up what's in front of us, oh, I could lose on a bad day. Someone else is more well-prepared. But what this guy's saying, it makes me want to go, someone talks about comedy or the kids today or music, go, ah, we're on different pages, but evolution says you're going to be wrong on this. Right. You're not even mentioning it. I I picture with, with humility looking in someone's eyes and going, you don't even come to me and go, Todd, just so you know, so I don't lose you. I know that the kids are getting dumber and dumber, and comedy's not what it used to be. I get it. It's been said before, and I'm intelligent enough to go, it's been wrong every time. But I'm going to tell you why I think this time it isn't. But they don't even give you that! They just go forward like, are you going to act like this hasn't been said before? Right. That is proof that you can't put a litmus test on absurdity. You have to bring that up! If you're going to bring people with you. So even if it is true, you have to go, I know. Every time they say there's no good more music, they're wrong. Every time they say kids are getting dumb and dumber, they're wrong. But just listen to me out. All right, now you have my ear because you bring up the absurdity and the history of the way it goes. I'll listen. But they don't. They just start doing it like fucking crazy sickos. Right. I'm a kid's today. I don't remember when comedy used to be good. Then, uh, you're, you're that unself-aware. You look like a lunatic to me. Yeah, it's it's like fundamentalism where they're like, no, we were right. Like we this is we actually got it perfect, and then that's how it's gonna stay. And it's never perfect. There's never like a, a bottom to it with creativity, art, whatever. I mean, and on the micro level, I'm sure you have this where it's like you finish something and you go, oh, that's it. I'm never gonna write another thing again of merit. Like the, we're done. But and it happens on the micro scale and the macro scale where you go, oh, we're done. There's never going to be anything good again. And then lo and behold, down the line, there is something. And you go, oh, I was wrong. But you always forget. They glaze over. Yeah, you forget that, oh, I already felt this way and I was wrong yeah. over and over They forget over they just again. did this with podcasts. Forget <laughs> about when we go back 30 years ago. How about all these guys that really, truly forget that they gave podcasting a hard time? Oh, yeah. It's bullshit. Now everybody's got a fucking pod. They don't ever start their own podcast and feel it's necessary to get rid of the elephant in the room. Or you're pleasing people that don't need an answer to that. But I would. I'd need someone at least to go, well, 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 here we go. Yeah. For the guy that shit all over podcasts for five years, welcome to my first one. No. And people keep saying the Todd Glass podcast. It's it's capped out. We've already reached no, the pinnacle. No, not with our new. You know what? Never, ever. People said it, but can I tell you something? Yeah, go ahead. With our new, and I think you're going to agree. You're I think you're going to agree. This is the, that, we're going to make that our cold opening. Now we start the show. Now people go, wait, everything then was the cold opening? And now the show starts? Yes. That's right, everybody. Dan Donahue for the entire hour. Shut the fuck up. Christmas big, Chris, uh, Christmas big band. Oh, it's Dan. Oh, yeah.
So thank you for doing good comedy. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, Elliot God. West. So I don't want to argue what's on the plate anymore. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. want to start going here. So Elliot West. So I was at work yesterday, and I was behind the bar opening up a can of olives, you know. With the twisty one, the ones we use in the 21st century? Right. Standard. This gentleman at the bar asked me, a little older gentleman, hey, do you know how to open a can using one of the older can openers? And I said, uh, the fucking hook? And he said, yeah. And I said, uh, no. And he was like, <laughs> and that look and laugh. See, this has already had me because who gives a shit? Right. He's probably like, yeah. Hey, it's okay to... He wouldn't be doing this on TikTok if the guy said it casually and fun. He, he acted like, hey, you got... Whatever it was, it was like, you know, we used to change a flat. Who gives a shit? Go die. Right. It's like he's giving him shit over nothing. It's not even social or his beliefs. It's just like, you don't know what a Rolodex is? You can't today, though. Yeah, as though that has any bearing on your life now. Right. As though you know how to use anything from previous. It's like, why would You didn't have anything your parents did? Yeah. You haven't been through this? Here we go. All it said was, <laughs> kids these days, they'll never understand. Hey, dude, that's why you're alive. You make things easier for me so I can make things easier for the next fuckers who are going to inhabit this planet. You got it? That's generational advancements. You lived in the shits, so I don't have to. Something as simple as a can doesn't need to take three minutes to open with your janky-ass little... <laughs> you know? Thank Either you. get with the program or bury yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Elliot West. I hope I'm giving the guy... I totally relate with this guy. Young adult, I should say, on TikTok. Sure. Bury yourself. I get what he means. Like, just stop it. It's not right. even, we can't debate this. It's evolution. Get it? Come on. Just, just start understanding how scary it is to die. You, you can meet this with honest answers. You're scared to die, and you want to make pretend you were born at a better time. Come it, on. It's like, it's a lack of trust. Do you know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. it's like, for some reason, it, it, it comes from people, like, I think being damaged or something happening to them where they're like, well, whatever comes next, I can't trust it, even though every previous time this has worked <laughs> out and we've, like, advanced things and we've kind of moved forward a little bit. But they're like, for some reason, something happened to them personally where they're like, I can't trust this. Well said. It's, 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 and they see, like, sometimes I think maybe they're changing against their will. Sure. And someone goes, well, why do you guess that? You don't, you don't talk to them. Well... To me, if you genuinely stop doing certain behavior, mm -hmm. you're going to understand the new... Like, if you teach your kid to say thank you for a cookie, he doesn't, if he's, everything's okay with your child, right. he, you don't, in a week, and he goes, uh, no, you say thank you. You said for a cookie and for a Frisbee. Okay. And then next week, is a, you say thank... They understand. So these life lessons that these people supposedly learn on every crossroads of gay marriage or whatever the fuck it is... Right. Don't you see a pattern of being wrong? But I'll I'll so show a little bit of whatever. To, it is hard the older you get because like I'm not old yet, but I'm I'm at an age now where when I learn a lesson, I'm like, fuck, was that a lesson? Like I'm learning a lesson right now. I'm 27 and there's another lesson. There's I have to keeping lessons. Keep learning, le and I get the like feeling of like, nah, come on, there's got to be a stop. But it, there's not. There isn't. And you know what? If you think there's... Look, you should do it just because it's the right thing to do. But, sure. but and learn to enjoy it. Right. But I'll say there's also reasons that if you can give... It doesn't, shouldn't have to benefit you to do it. But I think it would. And maybe if that's the bonus it takes. If you think there's value, which I think there's value beyond belief. I don't think... I'm not even going to try to explain it. I think I'm going to say it and you're going to go... 
Yeah, I guess any philosopher or therapist would say there's really clean truth to what Todd's saying. That youth that adored you in your life was valuable to your health and your mindset, that you wouldn't mind learning some new things if you also thought you're getting things. Right. You're getting that they like you. And when people in your life that are younger like you, they'll be around you. Right. And don't you tell me it's not healthy to be some 75-year-old, but for whatever reason, young people like you. So when they meet you and you have a party, they go, I'm going to go. And to a 22-year-old and you're going to a 75-year-old's party, that happens. It right. doesn't happen because they want to go there and hear a 75-year-old tell them how everything goddamn sucks. Could, could I do the truth? Yeah. Can I truth? Yeah. I So I have been like a huge comedy nerd for a very long time, like super into comedy. And I have to say, so the group of com comics that were in L.A. at the time, like, you know, you, the Largo people or however you want to describe them, but like the Pattons, the Hughes, the Paul F. Tompkins, all those guys. What I've noticed from that group of people, uh, as opposed to other comics from the same time that I really like, is they kept trying and I don't know what it was like in the water or whatever, but like your that group that you were with has continued to like at least try to better themselves and to learn as time goes on. And I wonder if it's because they just kind of stayed like relevant or, or their whole thing was kind of being hip and relevant and they sort of kept that going. But I think it's it's crazy to see. It is. It really is. And and I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's why I, I like I have this weird fantasy of the old detective scene where you're going and they, they guess what the person, you know, they go, and let me, and you were jealous, and when you saw her walk out with him, you didn't. And they go, yeah, it's true, you know. To sort of say to that scene of, um, what, what, were you what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you went so deep into that. I know, that. I know, into my preface. <laughs> and you almost made it all the I way know, out. I'm going to get You it. almost Look, came out on the other were, end. You were just saying, oh, saying shit, oh, shit. Oh, thank you, Aristotle. Do it, give me, hit me up with that again. I want 28 of those to, from the rest of the show. And I'll tell you what else I want. I want seven Curb Your Enthusiasms. Oh, the I love moment. the Curb. Wait, oh, you, shit, you oh, have the Curb Curb makes it great. Say anything. Go, I can't get the broccoli on sale anymore. Where's the broccoli on sale? Where's the broccoli on sale? Wait, well, tell, tell me he has it, then you. Okay. The broccoli used to be 250 He goes, then close it down if they're late. Back to what you were saying. Yes, I was. Uh, I was uh, complimenting you that the the group of comics that I associate like with L.A. in like those kind of like early two thousands days of like the Maria Bamfords, the Pat Oswalt's, the Paul F. Compton's, all those guys continued in their like later years to keep trying and like you know being progressive or however you, you want to call that, whatever non annoying word there is for yeah. that. And you know what? I'd like to believe that. I don't, I'm okay if, it was, if it's a mix of why that is in that group. Yeah. I'd like to believe that it's because you just sort of learn. You, you learn from your mistakes. You become a better person. Really, if this is a question bigger than comedy, just as a human being. Right. I think it's like you should be embarrassed not to grow. You should be like, oh, my God, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. Oh, thank God. What do you mean, thank God? Well, that means I can change. Of course, I'm smart enough to know I don't want to just, I want to change as I get older. Even but, when you're 90, even when you're 70. But it's yeah. it, it doesn't have to do with success, though, because then there were comics that were, like, equally successful of the same time period that are now, like, political thought piece writers. It's, they, it's, are, they aren't even trying to be comedians anymore. There They're is true like, out of that group yeah. that you do find a lot more people willing to grow and on stage. You know, one of the things, you, you know, 
some people get angry at it. You can tell the people that are angry by the way they question it. And I watched Mark Marin and Pat Oswalt do it beautifully. And on the road with Jim Gaffigan, watch him do it sometimes. Yeah. If you tell someone that's argumentative, don't, you don't have to say girlfriend in that bit. They're going to go, oh, now I can't say I have a girlfriend. You know, you wanted to slap them through a cold water and they go, stop it. Absolutely you can. You have a girlfriend. There's going to be jokes that you need to say my wife, my girlfriend. Of course yes. you should do that. Yeah. But there's other times where you can keep the bit. We know when you're in a, a relationship and your significant other wants a massage. There's nothing to do with it. And I watched Mark and Patton bounce back and forth. I'm glad they said girlfriend or wife sometimes. They let yes. you, they're not afraid to say that. That joke needed it. But in other jokes, and they did it happily and willingly, I'd like to believe it's also because from their heart. But guess what? At one point, if you're not a huge success and have enough people with your mindset to take you into your, to, you can tour for the rest of your life, you better, for, the, for, the, for, your, for financial reasons, because young people, they don't want to... Well, it's, it's also just like not even not even thinking that it's like you're including more people. I, I had this this joke. It was like it was kind of one of my stupider ones. But it was uh, if your if your girlfriend says like your penis is the perfect size, it means two things. She loves you and it's small. That's the whole joke. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Run that out. Daniel Donahue. At not bad Dan on TikTok and Instagram, but on Twitter it's at not bad Don. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Five more times by the end of the show. Yeah, a few more. Five more. And Don't I, wait till we're not ready. Kick it in. And I, I send my jokes to like five people before I ever put them out. And one of them is is my friend Matt, who's gay. And he was like, this is good, but I've had this experience, and I thought it was funny. Can you not say girlfriend? Can you say partner? And I was like, that, it just includes more people in whatever joke you're making. It, it's just like functionally. It makes sense. It makes more sense. Because if you're in front of an audience of people, it's like wherever you are in the country, it's like a percentage of those people are always going to be gay. And it's like, why leave them out right. when you can include them? And now, and like I said, at least my belief is, hey, it's, it doesn't mean always. Sometimes it's necessary of course, to yeah. say when it's a personal story about somebody, then you do it. And I, like I said, those two guys, they did it effortlessly. You know, totally. I don't know why. Maybe it's important. Oh, by the way, please. A big, you know, we got to get the word out there. Zach on the Talk Last Show this week. Zach we just can't wait to hear him speak. Oh, Joe. That's embarrassing for yeah, the show. Yeah, you gotta redo that song. The Todd Glass Show is professional, so it's time to go to commercial. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. 
I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, we're going to play a game called Guess the Flavor of the Skittle. Are I you love in? that. Yeah, please. Okay. Do we have the game show? I want to make a big deal about it's this. It's going to be harder because this, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure this is the wrong iPad. Really? Because there's like a bunch of stuff that isn't on here that like, I know I've used Can you just do it with your mouth into the microphone? Let's see if you can find it. Now, hold on. Give him a few, and he. I'm going to trust him not to yeah, look. I, so will, I will not look. I, I trust you. Give him a few, and he can touch one. He hold it up for us. Okay. That way, cleanly reasons. Can I have the, the okay. Skittles, please? See it, see it. Can you get the... It's like it's that music from Who Wants to Be a Minnow. You can take your eyes uh, hand off your eyes. Okay. We're going to lighten things up a little. <laughs> well, how long have we been going, Aristotle? Hour. Hour. Good. That's fun minutes. for me. I don't like when right now if you go, how long have you been going? He goes, an hour and 30. You're like, what? Right. Now I feel like we have enough time to really. Oh, yeah. We can enter the space a little bit. Right. Exactly. After we come. Robbie, you having a good time? Yeah. It was a great time. I didn't know when I could speak or not. Uh, well, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, if ever you have anything to say, you know. But I don't th- imagine you're going to interrupt us with, hey, uh, did you hear about the Lakers? But. Uh, I did. <laughs> Talk loud though if you're going to talk yeah. so the yeah, listeners come over here, can hear. Yeah, yeah, well, no, yeah. don't tell them to come over. Then they think. Oh, then he you know, thinks he's part of the. Right. right. Then he interrupts us. Right. Uh, but what did you think, loud? One thing I was thinking about was loud. When Dan was talking about your class of comedians, and I was just thinking, the reason that you're also working is not because of different avenues. It's because. Of your open-mindedness, not just, I mean, in terms of comedy, socially, whatever. And there's very few people um, who are absolved in general. I think he's an exception, George Carlin. Um, but how many people did you come up with, you know, not, not just the people that Dan were talking about, but early 90s, some of whom went on SNL, others of whom did not who didn't adapt the same mentality as you guys, who are not doing it anymore. Well, like I said, if they're, and I hear what you're saying, if they're big enough, I don't want to mention a name, but if you, I'm not making an excuse for it. I'm just saying, yeah, okay, you're not in as much jeopardy. And also, sure. I don't want to put too much energy into this because it makes it look like I'm saying, do be kind for financial reasons. Yes. But if, hey, I'm hey, trying to get not people a any, bad, Not a bad stand. I'm trying to get people any way I can. Get I wish it was just from my heart. But yeah, if that's what it takes... Unless you have a big audience, if you have a huge audience, let's say you're, I don't even want to say who it is because then it's going to make like I'm judging their comedy, but you know what I mean. They have a show, they're big. You probably have a big enough following. Even at the worst point in your career, you can go do seven, eight hundred seat seats, even 15 years from 100%. now. 100%. Then you, okay, you could still grow by choice and you're a good person, but if you don't, you have your audience. But a guy like me or a guy like a lot of the, some of these people, you need to have younger people see you and enjoy you. And it's because they don't want to hear you, even if you're right. Let's say you're right. Let's put it out there as clean as we can. These guys that are 50 that think the whole world sucks, let's say they're right. Right. Okay, let's just not, for for argument purposes, they're right. They're fucking right. So, 
you, could you still understand that a 20-year-old wouldn't want it barked at his face for an hour and a half? You do get that, right? You're able. Tell me you're not losing it enough where you can go, no, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I do think I'm right, but I get how I wouldn't want to. Okay, right. so you see what the problem is here. They don't want to talk about the hair growing out of your ears. Go get it lasered and shut up! Now, we're going to play. Guess the, the Skittle. I have already ate the Skittle absent-minded. You did? Yeah, I Do you did. know what, but we didn't see what color it was. One or all of them? I just, I, well, I only had one. But okay, I, get, 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 get another one. This is, can I tell you something? Dan. You remember the color. Yeah. I want to let you know, color. we don't take this game, we take this serious. I know, as am I. Are you seriously? Because there's, listen to the music, it's like a real show. We're not just jacking around. Here. I could tell that from minute one. Okay. Yeah. So do you have one, can we give you one? You gave me one. Oh, oh! Yeah. You, you know what flavor? You know what color it was? Oh, good, 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 good. So you had one, and you're gonna guess. Yeah. Quiet in the studio. May we have you quiet in the studio? This is not an easy game to play, and there's a hundred. You could walk right now, Dan, with yeah. your with your uh, seven hundred thousand oh dollars. What would God. you do with seven hundred thousand dollars? What do you need a billion for? Uh, yeah, you don't need a billion at all. That's gaudy. That's disgusting. Why wouldn't you walk right now with your seven hundred thousand? I would walk. You get, or you're gonna stay and win five million dollars. <laughs> Wait, I could walk with seven. But uh, you could walk right now with seven hundred thousand dollars. I think just mathematically, it's a good choice to spin the wheel on that. What could you do with seven hundred thousand dollars? I could. Uh, what would know. you do for your career? Your well, comedy I, career. Oh, it, it would be nothing for my comedy career. You couldn't advertise yourself or do something on Broadway <laughs> would, and promote yourself? I would put out a big billboard. I would put Thank out you. several billboards on the 101. Thank you. <laughs> advertising my stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what happened? What happened? Daniel Donahue. Oh, Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Let it go. Let it go. I don't That's run. not Joe bad, on TikTok and Instagram, but on Twitter it's at not bad Don. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue. Boom! Okay, here we go. Oh. Now, are we going to call Joe McKenzie? Oh, look at you, you son of a bitch. Thank you. Yes, we will. Right after. Oh. Guess the Skittle. Okay, uh, Thank you, Aristotle. Yeah. Thank you. I would have just so gone much. on. Then people get pissed at that. What flavor? Daniel from where you from, Daniel? I want to be Regisville. <laughs> where you from, Daniel? You're from where? I'm, I'm from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Cape Cod, area. Massachusetts. Cape Cod area. Beautiful exactly, out there. but it's close. You have friends and family back there? Oh, yeah, totally. Falmouth, yep. And they're rooting for you. I'm and sure. Rooting for you. Absolutely. Well, you're a fine young man. And, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what would you do with $700,000? I would I would get a bunch of billboards on the 101. On the 101. Promote yourself, huh? I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. Well, for Daniel, for you, you're taking a chance here and Thank saying you. goodbye to seven hundred thousand dollars. Don't need it. For the guess, the flavor of the Skittle, which we've never done with. Well, if it was flavored, it'd be very easy, Regis. But flavor, uh, yeah. The but, flavor. Go. No, you're guessing the flavor. I'm not guessing the, the flavor. The flavor. Didn't I say flavor? <laughs> Kathy Lee from thirty years ago in my bed. I would, I would accept either. I'm dead. So you 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 what flavor? And you know the answer, Aristotle. You know the answer. You didn't see. Okay, so only Aristotle knows. What was the flavor of the Skittle you had? Yellow. Yellow. Aristotle is ready to answer. Can I have the Skittles, please, for legal reasons? Give and also, Skittles. I'm hungry. 
and Aristotle dumps some into his hand feverishly before he turns the bag over to me. We leave. Almost like he's he's starving. Are you nervous over there? I'm if alone. right now, and if I gave you the opportunity to change it, yeah, take your seven hundred thousand dollars and you go back home. Would you take your seven hundred thousand dollars, or would you go for five million dollars? All right. Guess the flavor of the skill. What would five, you do? Five million easily. All right. Yeah. Aristotle. The question is, was it? The flavor of the Skittle. The Dan ate. Only a few short minutes ago. What was the flavor of that Skittle, Aristotle? Is that your final answer? Hold on, I'm sorry. Is that your final answer? You're giving me, you're giving me signs of no. You're giving me signs. Don't of please. We ask you we never like to, to read the signs of the people here because I'm, I have to lock. We don't in. know the answers. I'm locking it in. Locking that in. Lock that answer. Do you want to take your... You can't. At this point... I can take the 700. The producers have just told me that you must go forward. (laughs) No. You have a choice right now to make. Is that your final answer? That's the final answer. Final answer, Aristotle. Is it yellow? And if it is, hold on. Can you get some fun music to play? Oh, I've got it. I've got it ready. So because if it is, and I'm hoping it is, I'm rooting for you. Rob, you seem like a nice, uh, want to see the a nice ones. young man. Thank you. Out there from Arizona, <laughs> beautiful sunny Arizona. And you've been doing comedy, so you're really doing it. You're hitting the road out there, hitting the road, doing stand up. You got your TikTok account. Oh yeah, everything's clicking. That seven hundred thousand dollars really gonna push me over the edge. You're gonna get billboards. I love it. <laughs> All right, Aristotle. Your answer was yellow. Yes. His answer was yellow. We're going to take a break. Yeah, take a break. And we're going to be right back. And we're going to find out exactly. Uh, I've got the music ready. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to think about it. We're going to be right back to find out, did Daniel make a good choice? And we'll be back with blah, 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 whatever the name of the show in the bit <laughs> is. forgot. Here we go. So, uh, it's a big deal to be here this is why people say, oh, it's just the Todd Glass show. No, I know how to produce it. Of course. You have to just sometimes... There must be lights come on. burning brighter. When we come back, we'll find Somewhere. out if he made a good choice. Let it breathe. Got to be birds flying higher in the sky. Oh, incredibly emotional. If I can dream of a better land Where all my brothers walk hand in hand Tell me why, why, why won't my dream come true? Tell me why, there must be peace and understanding sometime. Models the clown. Warm winds of promise amazing. that will blow away the doubt. And fear if I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining on everyone. Tell me why, why, why won't that sun 
trapped in a world that's troubled with pain. But as long as a man I think he, he can that. redeem his soul and fly. Deep in my heart, there's a trembling question. Still, I am sure the <laughs> now you're gonna walk away. Our producers are saying something to my ear right now. Where's our serious music to let people know we have a real show? Oh, please just play the song. Again. Now listen, you could walk right now. We're gonna give you one more opportunity. <laughs> How many opportunities have I had so far? What is that? No, I don't know what the audience wants. Do they want me to stretch it out, or do they just want to know, even in the silly bit, which way it's gonna go? Because I'm gonna tell you, if it was just for a yeah. bit, like we knew, I don't know. Truth. You have no idea. See what I mean? I don't know if you're right or wrong. I smell that you picked it right. Do you think so? Breaking the character, not doing... Because Aristotle looks like he's positive about it. And he, I don't think he'd root for you to lose. I, I trust for you. So, I, I trust for you. Aristotle, did yeah. he guess right? And do you have something ready to play? I sure do. Okay. <laughs> did he guess right? Is it yellow? Because I'm impressed if he did. Because you know... The odds are most people get it wrong about 90%, 80% of the time. 80%, yeah. That Sometimes people get it right, and then they get it right three times. So, Aristotle, did he get it right? Your answer. <laughs> of the color. He's good at that. Yellow. He's good. This is a real show. Is correct. Oh! Daniel Shut Donahue. Up. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Daniel Donahue. Not bad, Dan, on TikTok and Instagram, but on Twitter it's at not bad Don. Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue, Daniel Donahue. Wow, Daniel, that's no bullshit. That's the best thing that I've ever done. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> I want you to wait and pray when Daniel, something comes up. Not, not play it yet. See this? You wait and pray. And when he says something or I say something, you come in with that. I'm going to have my music nice and loud. But I'm going to forget I put it in your way. Is there anything else? Do you have a teacher? I always like to ask you. Mm -hmm. No pressure. Like, I don't want you to feel like that you really still, like, wow, like they really influenced you. Absolutely. You do good. Yes. 
Good. What? What's her? Him or her? His or name. Them. them. I'm very advanced. Suck it, America. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Saying suck it is the most advanced phrase you can say. Actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so, it's it. It's not. It's it. not specific. You know what? In a silly way, I like those when that happens because it goes. Look, crass is funny. Oh, yeah. You cannot punch down and still be crass. 100%. If that's what you're worried about, and I guess some people are, and that's a good reason to worry. Crass is funny. It's a necessary part of comedy. And sometimes I think when they think if you're socially aware, you can you have to be vanilla. Not true at all. You're just punching sometimes twice as hard, but at the right people. Totally. And you can be crass without... Like, suck it really does oh, in a silly way. Beautiful. It passes the... T- you know, there's a lot of crass um, things that you can do, and you, you're, uh, you're not, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Who cares? Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Do you want another Skittle? Do you want to guess again, or should we just leave it at that? But somehow, I'm te- I don't want to, I like that you got it We also it right. need the teacher. Oh. Oh, the, the teacher. teacher. Thank you. See, Aristotle, that's why I need you back here. Oh, sorry. No, that's, that was uh, that's I know, I know. It's good. I don't care if I can. So the teacher, what is the teacher's name? Mr. Everett. Is he still alive? I be- he's still alive. I believe he's still teaching. What grade? Uh, it was high school. It was like a sophomore and junior year of high um, school. What You knew you liked him right away? Yes. And you're in what grade now? I was uh, so like uh, 50, so like a junior year and sophomore year of high okay, school. Okay, and what does he teach? He teaches history. And how about how old was he back then, you think, now in hindsight? Maybe 40, maybe late 30s. Right, and you just knew you like. And what did he teach again? History, and uh, and you ended up obviously having a uh, you know like where he liked you and you liked him. He and- was very deadpan, so there was not a lot of like he like with anyone. He he really liked some students, and he really didn't like other students. But he kept it so neutral and not in a way that seemed impersonal. And he's the first person to taught me that you can be both neutral and not impersonal, and that it was very cool experience. He was also a great performer. Wow. Hey, can we get a little music here? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, let's do it right if we're going to be talking about Mr. Everett. See, here's... Nah, we got better. I'm not trying to have sex with the man. (laughs) Yeah, we got better than this. There's a lot of love lifting me up. No, how about about something like... Nah, I don't like any of this shit. How about um, something like... um, How about this? I got it. How about this? What's his name again? Mr. Everett. Mr. Everett. We'd like to give Mr. Everett... The year was 1920. (laughs) It was Mr. Everett. The Mr. Rogers Award. And here's my point. When, uh... In the documentary, they said said to Mrs. Rogers, there'll never be another Mr. Rogers again. And I love what she said. She goes, oh, there are. You have to look. There are other people out there that are just as beautiful as him. And that's what I... like. So we should give these people, like, even through the... You know, maybe someone go, hey, Mr. Uh, Everett, Yeah. listen to the Todd Glass show. We'll put the mile marker. When you tweet it, the guy, make it easy for him. Oh, yeah. And because right now we're saying hello to you. Give him the mile marker right now. Hello, Mr. Everett. Hello, Mr. Everett. We are here because I asked. We are here because Todd asked me who my uh, a teacher who stuck with me, a teacher had an effect on me. Right. And it was you, Mr. And Everett. And all those years later, do you think he has any idea? Sometimes teachers know, sometimes they have no idea. Think he knows that, like, you're still remember him. No, definitely not. See, that needs to be known. Yeah. He wasn't one of those people where, like, we would hang out after school and he taught me important life lessons. I was just, like, admiring him from afar and being like, that's a cool way to be. 
And when you're like, when you're going to school, you're just surrounded by these adults, and you only have a few adults. It's like a bunch of kids, but a few adults, and you're almost like picking. Like, ah, this is a weird adult to be. It's the only adult other than your parents that you really, really get to know. And you're like, I don't like this guy. And it's like, this guy, and that's why teachers are so important. That's so, so true. You're thinking, I would want to be like that. Yeah. Even now, we still do. We see Now, I see 80-year-olds. I go, okay, I want to be that. Yes. You're, and when you're little, you see adults. So this guy, you went, I'd want to be like that. I, I look at him, and I'm like, that's a cool way to be. That's like... A, an adult who like came to a place figured out a personality that is very cool and I'm not like him a lot in a lot of ways but I was like that's still a cool fucking guy it, it had to be a running element there without putting words in your mouth that he, you know he cared about you yes definitely right because that's yeah. everything he, I know this he person loved, likes me he fucking loved teaching he fucking yeah. loved it yeah you could just smell Mr. It. Evans Mr. Everett Mr. Everett <laughs> oh now he's like oh what a great teacher I am I can't remember my name well I hope he does listen to this yeah, because be I know because my brother's a teacher that it does mean a lot like they sometimes have no idea my brother as part of him being a teacher had to reach out to a teacher and his um, and tell him that you know that was part of his assignment to become a teacher he did it he goes, Spencer, I absolutely remember you as my first year of teaching. I thought you hated me. He goes, I thought you were the coolest. So sometimes I'm, I think they are aware that a student had affection for them. Totally. Other times I don't think they have any idea. No, I don't think they have any idea. Now he does. If yeah. he listened to this. That would be nice. Wow. Well, we could. social media can be a beautiful, beautiful beast. Mm -hmm. Let's find Mr. Everett. I have Old Rochester, uh, Old Rochester High School in uh, Mattapoisett, Massachusetts. Wow! I think he's gonna hear. I'm not joking. I hope around. he does. I hope he does. I mean, you know, I know how to produce a show. Will you make it nice? This is a little heartwarming. You take the audience. Now we're gonna go somewhere else. You know? Wow, okay. Mr. Everett, you gotta love it. There we go. Paradise, put up a parking lot. Wow, Mr. Everett. With a pink hotel. A lot of love going your way. And a swinging hot spot. I'm guess he's going to hear. Don't it always seem to go? But you don't know what don't you got to live for. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. They took all the trees and put them in a tree museum. And they charge all the people a dollar and a half. Dan for the entire whatever we have left. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got. To do. It's all feathering. It's very nice. It's all feathering. It's beautiful. It okay, above. here we go. Mm -hmm. Yep. You can see it. I see it. Okay, there's no pressure because I think most likely I'll, I'll get it wrong. But hold on. Thank you, Aristotle. Okay. Are you a little nervous because I got it right? Does that move a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're really mulling over. Yeah. Let's get this over with. Yeah. What is that? No, not anymore. No, now I'm Regis. You're Regis. Yeah. <laughs> We're both Regis. <laughs> you be Regis to me, and I'll answer you genuinely. I'll be like on the show, and they go, what would you do with it? Right. You make up the amount. You have to now make up the yeah. amount of money that I'm walking from 
you get a higher. It could be twenty billion. Right. But right now, I'm walking from a sum of money, which is usually absurdly large. Right. And you're in charge now. All right. Wow. Now. I don't know what. I think I know the answer. What What would you be doing if you walked away with that two hundred seventy thousand dollars? Well, I could. <laughs> well, I try to do my own voice. Well. I could. There was always a two hundred and seventy thousand dollar in the ground pool that I always wanted. Wow, not a bug. Or I could give one of my kids needs a, a operation. <laughs> one or the other. But it could only be one. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go for it right now. Yeah. And I know the folks at home and everybody watching all around the world and Regis, you've been nothing but so nice to me. I know. I don't think I know the answer. <laughs> So I just want to say that. And you guys have been nothing. This has been a great experience to get on. You have five choices to guess from. Yeah, I know. And Aristotle. You want to blink the answer, no? I'm going to say yellow final answer. Is that your final answer? Yeah. No, no, no! I'm just asking. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's orange or yellow. And, and I don't want to cheat, so I'm going to be honest. If you weren't there, I would have switched it to orange because I thought it was orange, but it's yellow, isn't it? So I'm going to say the honest answer without being manipulated by you, I'm going to go even though orange, because that's what I thought it was. Is that your final Yes, it is. Now, Todd, there's a very sick boy in a very open patch of ground in your backyard that could really use you being right on this. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, because I'm not cheating. Maybe I'm wrong, but if I'm reading it right, orange is the wrong answer, but it's my answer. I've also got the perfect song. Going. Perfect, yes. Am I right? Wait, do we want to give it to him? I think it's yellow, but I'm going to say orange because... You know why. Play the song. Am I right? Todd. Uh, it's yellow. Your answer is... Of the color orange. Oh, It was yellow. So you were both right and wrong at the same time. They're close. They're close. I said yellow. You said yellow. And then realized, but then when I saw that he went, oh my God, you're right. I realized you didn't mean yellow. You meant orange. I knew I couldn't bullshit myself. I said yellow. If I had the opportunity, I would go orange. Because I remember thinking it was orange. I remember very distinctly. There was no doubt about it. I thought it was orange. orange. But when I yelled out, I said yellow. And he looked positive. So I'm going to go, oh, actually, I meant. But I go, no. So I. I see. I would have been going off of his reaction, which, yeah, I could have done. Who cares? This is not an official show. But I wanted to be honest. So, fuck. It's funny. I said the wrong answer. And the wrong answer was right. And Todd? Do you want to do it that's once? That's actually the right answer. No, it isn't. <laughs> Is no, it? I meant like in a Willy Wonka kind of way. Oh, like, thank you. <laughs> oh, wait, he's Willy Wonka right right now? Do you want to try it? Sure. Can I have the well, music? Because I ain't shitting around. Okay. How long has this show been going? Hour 16. Okay. Hour 16. Mr. Uh, Capillary? Mr. Capillary? The teacher that you love. Come on, I'll never forget <laughs> him. No, Mr. Uh, what if he listens to the whole show? Mr. what? Mr. Everett. Mr. Everett. I, I hope he doesn't hear you call him Mr. Cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's like, 
you know, just holding on to life. And he goes, hey, you should listen to it. It'll put you in a good mood. Oh, yeah. Mr. Cavalry. Mr. Ca- ah! I don't correct him. Yeah, I don't correct him. Mr. Mr. Uh, you're a good person. Okay. There we go. Okay, Aristotle's been given it. It's in his hand. Truth. He's now smelling it. Oh, that's a good wow. one. I never fucking thought never of that. Never thought of that. Aristotle, there are no rules to not smelling it, although we do want to get the commissioner on the phone right now to see if you're yeah, allowed go to ahead, smell go, it. Yeah. The commissioner is on the phone. I'm going to put the work with you. You're going to have to... Is this the commissioner? Yes, this is the commissioner. The rule... Uh, hello. Well, thank you, commissioner. I'm a guy trying to figure out what voice I'm doing. <laughs> is this Bob Dylan calling me? <laughs> The, uh... Are you there? Yes. I've been woken up. Are they allowed to smell the Skittle? Are they allowed to smell the Skittle? What the fuck did you just ask me? Are the contestants allowed to smell the Skittle in the rule book? I haven't been asked that question for 15 years. And technically they are. They're allowed to smell it. They can smell it. Aristotle, so we ask you the question. What is the color of your Skittle? Thank you, Commissioner. If, if it helps at all. Do you want to do it again with a funny voice? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought smelling it would help, and it did not. If you were going to do it again, I don't mean to interrupt you, Aristotle, with an over-the-top English Cockney accent. Yeah. Hello! Uh, right, right, right. Would you mind trying it like that? So bad, you have no... Commissioner! Best boss there. <laughs> what would you like from me? The commissioner of yeah. Skittles. We have, yes. <laughs> Yeah, you are calling the Skittles Commissioner. Yes. Hold on, let me get on my Get on your phone. I'm asking. No, I'm, on, I'm in the studio. Is the contestant allowed to smell the Skittle? Is he allowed to smell the Skittle? <laughs> the bloody Skittle. Is he allowed to smell it? Put it in his, put it in his snozzerino. Is, he is that what you're asking? Is that part of the rules? Is that okay? Does that disqualify him or is he good to go? Well, I, I believe he's good to go, but wow. God's going to have to make the judgment on his life. Aristotle, the commissioner. Thank you. By the way, A-plus on that bit. <laughs> the commissioner says it's okay. What is the color of the Skittle? You have five seconds. Five, four, three, two. What is I'm gonna it? going to go. Ooh, I'm so nervous. No, yeah, I'm nervous. My heart's fucking like, beating right I now. I know, because not, I want him uh, to be right. Truly. You were genuinely right. If I told you one time on the show that I said a guest guessed it, truth, mm-hmm. and I lied, it happened once. It happened. I wanted everyone to be in a good mood. I understand. But you really guessed it. I thank you. Aristotle, I didn't. The smell was purple. But once I ate it... Mm-hmm. Well, what was it? Do you remember what it was? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I want to say it was green. I know it wasn't green. I hate to say it, but I do remember. <laughs> no, 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 because I don't. You know, you don't remember what it was, but it wasn't green. You remember what it wasn't? I remember what it wasn't. It wasn't green. I think he said uh, orange. No, no, he said. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna remember. When I asked you what color it was, you he, said he said it smelled purple, but he guessed green. Correct? Right, and it was. What was it? You want me to yellow? Me it was yellow. Yellow. It was, it was yellow. yellow. Again. It was yellow. See, again. you know everything's. <laughs> no, that was a coincidence. Hold on, let me see. Oh my God, yellows for the fellas. <laughs> All right. Rob just said he saw Regis buying toothpaste in 2005. Can you believe that? Can you believe this used to be a show? Speaking of what you can't believe. 
everybody knows in a second life we all come back sooner or later. Yeah. Is anything you know what it is? Cat Why to a man eating alligator. The show. Oh. No. Well, you all may think my story is more fiction than it's fact. But believe it or not, my mother dear decided she'd come back as a car. As a car. <laughs> She's my very own guiding star. A 1928 Porter. That's my mother dear. She helps me through everything I do, and I'm so glad she's here. Oh my God! Was I married? I saw this my on the, the car. Thank you. My, my mother, mother the car. Wait, that is a show. I saw it. I I had never heard of the show, and I and I saw it on uh, TikTok. It came up and like somebody was doing like a funny bit with it. Wow. And then I went to YouTube and I, I go, and then I saw someone talking about it that it was in that period, like one of the directors. But the interview was from like 30 years ago. Yeah. That it was like my, there was a lot of things about I married a Martian and it was sort of tongue in cheek. But, and I watched a clip of it and it's the mom, like she's in the, so he's driving down the street in his car. She's like, you know, Herbert, make a right. You're going to, you know, so it was very, but in the time, tongue in cheek, um, you know, I wouldn't mind bringing it back, but have it be good acting. You know, oh I mean, what if you brought it back, but you literally made it like a mother, which she really so deals wait, with. The mom dies and then is brought. She came back, back as a car. car. Some people so listen to the song again. Some people they say come back as an alligator. If I don't know if that's true or not. But. This is medical science. Everybody knows in a second life we all come back sooner or everybody, later. Everybody knows. No one disagrees with us. Hold on, hold on. I've talked over it. Well, you all may think my story is more fiction we get than it. it's fact. Bop, bop. So we get it. So I cool. love the premise that everyone agrees on a not only an afterlife, but reincarnation. <laughs> That's a car. Yeah. It's like we don't even need to argue about this. Right. Not everybody agrees. <laughs> Matter of fact, can you pull up on YouTube an episode and see if we can play like 20 seconds of it? And then what else do I have? Your teacher. I'm glad that you had a nice experience about a teacher. Did he make you laugh? Yeah, he was very, he was deadpan funny. He was, it was like, I, it was such like a lucky thing. I felt like it was like a one in a million thing to get a person who was legitimately funny, but not in a way where it's like, hey, I am the cool teacher. I got shit. Like, I know. Fucking snakes cut. But it, he was like, a actual deadpan, didn't need to do a lot. The smallest thing. Hold on one second. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's. You know, it feels a lot better when you can, like, reach out and sort of let... Sometimes you can, sometimes you reach out, you can't find them. Right. In a few cases, I've found them. Sometimes they've come to my show. That's and so cool. And I love cool. it. The minute I get up on stage, I, I was walking to the stage in Philadelphia, and this guy goes, hey, and he, like, I was like, my instincts were to think he was, you know, like, all right, relax. And then he goes, that's Miss Biazzi. I go, shut the fuck up. She was like in special, sort of special knee. I, they didn't know what to do. Were it, you in that it, too? Yeah. I was too. You were in that too? Oh, yeah. What grade were you in that? Oh, in? my God. I was in there from third grade through high school. You know what? That's funny. Me too. That's I went into so third grade. Funny. Second grade, I was in a normal class. Yeah. And then third grade, in and out, special school, uh, regular school, but there was two periods a day. I went to the resource room, uh, then yeah. went to Wordsworth Academy. I did for, I went to uh, St. Andrews because they like specialize in kids with learning disabilities. But I would get pulled from class, and then I couldn't handle it anymore. My mom was like, "We're gonna get you in this other thing." And oh. I came back for regular high school. It's a lot. A lot. It's a lot. A you lot. know. But but you know, I'm I'm I'm. Uh, 
luckily, I you know, it let me get to this doing oh, yeah. stand up. But um, so as far as um, oh yeah, so the the special um, uh, that's Biazzi. so funny. Oh, Miss Biazzi. So, uh, but that's so funny that it's so coincidental, right? At the third same time. grade, third grade, me yeah. too. Third grade, that's they, the age. They didn't know what to to to. Like they had most this, most that, and then and, and for me, they're like best dressed, because <laughs> I would wear some funky shit to school. Oh, like, yeah. My mom was really young when I was in second grade. My mom was like twenty, yeah, twenty eight, twenty eight, twenty twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. So she would like I'd have bell bottoms and things That's and like so and picture funny. me in second grade just strutting the, into the school. best dressed to special ed pipeline in this country is running so strong. I feel like that's such like a close ratio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny. <laughs> but what's this? Oh, this is uh, my wife's the fucking car. Okay, so hold on one second. So third. And then did you graduate high school? Yeah, I graduated college. You did? Wow. Yeah, was thankfully. It? But, you know, because you are younger, they knew more about dyslexia. Yes. Oh, my God. I was treated so much better than people from before. Yeah, they, they, I had, like, an array of things, but they had, like, whole fucking manuals on how to deal yeah. with you. So We yeah, had a lot of in commons, I'm sure. Yeah. But there's also a lot for a good reason. Because, you know, like, they would often put kids like me, they didn't know what the problem was. Like, yeah. it's easy now to think about it, but back then they thought it was behavioral. They would just call it behavioral. They wouldn't put you're, anything you're not, else on. And yeah. then they go, well, you're not, for lack of a better word, this is not an unintelligent child. Yes. And they would, and then, but they would mix you in. I was constantly going to school with kids that were mentally challenged. I'm sure you, you had. Know, because they thought, well, where do we put this kid and this kid? So we'd end up, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you had what I had, which is like testing disparities, where like you're super high on certain, and then like the other things are on the like totally bad, and they're like, yeah, we don't know how to. We do don't know it. what to do. With we you. know how to deal with it when it, they're all up there, which is they go to normal classes, or they're all down here, which obviously you need like a person to be with you at all times. Right. But when they're like skewed like that, you have no idea what to do with a kid. Exactly, it's very interesting, you and you know. Even though, like, you know, they shouldn't mix you. you. You can't be in the same classroom because there's different types of oh, yeah. education needs to be done. It's not, it's not, of course, it's not an insult to, to any other people, whatever. No, whatever. It's just, but it's just you use different, there's different. But the mixing us together, at, at, that was great. Because you know what indirectly it taught me? I understand, there, the, you know, like, when you use a retarded, a mentally challenged person to represent clumsy for your slang. Sure. Use. You want to use them as slang? Go ahead. You use it the next time you see like a bunny rabbit and a bird playing. Beautiful, unjudgmental. Yeah. Well, call it that. But don't wait to you're gonna really make that and when you're around them, they were so loving. And at the time, sometimes I didn't want to be loved, you know, I'd be like, but they come up, they wanna they're always hugging and so warm and I grew affectionate to some of them. Like when I was in like six sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. Sixth and seventh grade. They were like really sweet. And then after a while you're not scared of them. Yeah. It's the truth. You and know? you see the struggle and stuff, and it really makes you like, because they do go through it. And then you have kids with actual, like, hardcore behavioral issues, and they teach you that uh, you don't have a lot of problems that you actually have to deal with. <laughs> they teach you that things are actually fine for you. I remember going in, walking in, they were showing me this resource room I'd be in. So they walked me in, like my principal and somebody else, they walked me into the room, and I'm like, ugh. And she goes, and the kids were all acting like, 
making a little too much noise for the teacher. Sure. It was like 13 kids in the class. Oh, my God. She goes, you guys are acting like a bunch of animals in front of our new friend. <laughs> And they all go moo and all Aww. that. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be fine here. That's I awesome. It. I love it here, <laughs> right up my alley. I love that. Anyway, so we got that. We got that. I don't know what the hell I'll play this? Oh yeah. This is an episode. We'll listen to like a minute of it. What happens? You'll hear it coming out of the radio. They would have lines coming out of the radio. probably go through the roof when you hear this, but this is your mother talking. David, I've come back. Oh. David, be he careful. You'll break your collarbone again. Are you all right, dear? Oh. oh, you cut your forehead. What does it take to convince you it's me? Mom! You sound like my mother. You can't be. She passed on back in... August 23rd, 1949. How'd you know that? I was there. David, I am your mother. I love this episode. Yes, you are. You're sure looking great. Uh, how's every... Uh, dude, I didn't think things like this were possible. No, you I didn't. I'm your well, mother. I understand there's a baseball team called <laughs> the Mets. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Possible. I think we get the idea. You could have been a writer for, the, for yeah. My Mom is a Car. Well, let me try. Let's us try to be... Yeah. Mom... What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I already give up. Well, I notice you've been cheating on your wife inside of me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that's very disrespectful to your mother. <laughs> Play the jingle. Play the theme show. Because... There we go. Why are you cheating on me? I'm looking Kevin Meany. Well, give me your line again. Oh, my line? Yeah. Right, is it? Uh... I notice you've been cheating on your wife inside of me, and that's very disrespectful. Alright, listen. Let me turn everything off. I don't need a show that sounds like shit. Okay, we got that there. That's off. Fake, muted. Music is up. What do we do? We're going in for the close. You good? Oh, I'm great. Fun, man. It goes quick, doesn't it? It goes quick. For me, it does. What, how long good. have we gone? Hour 30. Oh, perfect. We've got about 15 minutes. Also, the, ba minutes. the battery's actually about to die. It is? It's like practically empty on the thing. How so. could it be? That's a brand new battery. Literally, I bought well, them that, today. But that's, that's also why I always say, like, you should just keep it plugged in instead. Well, should I? You're right. You do say that. You do say it. I'm not going to lie. Now, the problem is, it's right over here. All right, we'll just wrap it up. Sometimes it's good. I need a reason to. Yeah. All right, what do we got to go to close on? Oh, God, this chair. Hey, folks, if for some reason the show just stops, you know what happens. See, now that I said that, we don't have to worry. Perfect. So what exactly conservatives mean when they say they love America? Because you hate most of the people who live here. You hate the civil liberties afforded by the Constitution. You hate the separation of church and state. You might claim to love its economy, but you hate all of the states that make up the largest parts of it. You hate the government. You hate people who are anti-government. You hate the rich because you think they're part of a conspiracy to fuck your kids. You hate the poor because you think they're lazy. You hate this country's natural beauty because it gets in the way of industry. You hate industry because it keeps giving jobs away to immigrants. You hate immigrants for taking things you feel entitled to. You hate liberals because you feel like they're too entitled. You hate government interference for getting in the way of big business. You hate big business for being too globalized. You hate globalism for taking jobs away from America. 
American workers, you hate American workers for unionizing and demanding better jobs. When you say you love America, what aspect of America are you actually talking about? I love it. About? I love that guy. We can't figure out who it is. The 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 tag name on his, the TikTok video is the loneliest wolf. But when you search the loneliest wolf, it's people like mm, you know what posting the video, but can't find his account. Right. He said it very well. I thought he said it very well. How about if we go out with this? We'll play it in the background, and then we'll just. If you can guess on. who this is, you hey, thank you. Hey. Oh boy. Give him a nice round of applause. Thank you. Appreciate wow. We go quick. Wow. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, Don't be shy. I'm. Th oh, yeah, I do a YouTube show called Dancers. Dancers? D-A-N-S-W-E-R-S. -E yeah, it's on YouTube. That's easy to find, Dancers. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, folks. If I don't see a, a direct increase in his followers on the YouTube Dancers, I ain't doing the podcast anymore. Wow. I'm tired of this shit. I'm walking. I'm going to call Dan in a month. I go, do you notice any right. little small... A lot of comments, even if he goes, you know, I never know how many hundreds or thousands are following me, but I did notice a lot of your listeners in the comments have left some nice things. Thank right. you. That's all I'm looking for. I'm not trying to start any trouble. No, 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 no. But just a little pickup. Little yeah. pickup. Little pickup. Wow. Who do you think this is doing a Lizzo song? Got it. Doing a Lizzo song. If you can guess. Oh, that's uh. It's Harry Styles. Wow, how did you guess? I just heard the voice. Yep. Wow, fade on into Mr. Rogers. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear. Not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like Ah. Uh. 